You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. Welcome in. This is Country Roads Confidential at Earsports.com. I am Mike Casaza, inviting you for a quick listen about something here at spring football at West Virginia University. Tagging in Chris Anderson here. Chris, a couple episodes into this now, too. We've talked about some at-large themes, um, position battles, big stories here. Let's focus a little bit now. Still very early. We don't know a whole lot yet, but some things have gotten our attention. And we've agreed today to talk about one that in ordinary years, I think you would say this should be a big deal. And then maybe it's because they have a number of other issues they have to exercise evaluate, examine, explore, experiment, whatever. And this one doesn't get all the attention that maybe should. But also maybe it's because the situation maybe isn't quite as dire as we think. And I'm I'm stalling here because I'm kind of hoping the people listening are trying to say, well, where's he going with this? Because there's a couple candidates. But what would be a big position, important for this team, think about some of the offseason things that have happened, to maybe heighten the urgency here, what position would it be? So maybe you have your answer in your head. And if you answered... Long snapper. Well, you took the bait. You're incorrect, however. We're going to talk about the running back room today because I I, I do like the options I have on hand here. I do like the potential for an outcome that is going to help this offense. And then I like the fact that they could they could really be productive this spring and, and turn this into a position of strength. Well, right now it's it's a I think Neil Brown called it a TBD, and that's probably accurate. Yeah, I think you this is one of the brooms. Maybe probably any position, I think. I think it is, and maybe that's why we're talking about it, is that the ceiling for this room, the ceiling for this position is so high. I think it's kind of an excitement about how good can this team be? How good can this room be? I mean, um, yeah, I think for the first time, you really truly have three, four options, four options that would probably be a starter for this team almost most other years. And and you're going to get some and you have different talents. You have versatility, guys that can catch the ball, guys that can run the ball between the tackles, bigger guys, smaller guys, faster guys. So I think it is one where you could really piece together something special and share the load and kind of showcase two, maybe three guys throughout the year. We picked this topic today because, well, frankly, you asked, what do you think? And I said, uh, can't shake this one. Running back just feels right right now. And let me let me step back a little bit and trace this to, to the beginning because I think it'll make sense. You can tell me what you think here, Chris, but I'm not sure there's a whole lot of people on the team more popular among their teammates and coaches than Tony Mathis. What do you think about that? Yeah, I had nothing but positive things I've seen about him, especially when he had the big breakout game at the end of the year. Yeah, everybody was very happy for him because by all accounts, he was there or he was really close to there. When he got hurt in the preseason last year, uh, we found out, he had a minor operation, maybe a scope or something like that. It just takes time to get back from. And then when he did break through, everybody's like, man, that guy worked so hard the first time. Never mind the second time. He really earned this, and this is exactly what we thought. That's cool. That works. Two, Justin Johnson was a guy that I kept hearing about as you'll, – you'll see it with him soon, I promise. You'll see it with him soon. I was like, okay. Never really saw it last year, in and out of the lineup, on and off the field. And for about the middle of the season, you're like, man, they, they burned a redshirt on him. But he found out he was going to play in the bowl game. And again, we're going by accounts here, but had very good bowl practices and then had some good moments in the bowl game. From there, he stayed in that gear and was impressive. 
in the offseason winter strength and conditioning phase. Then you get Lynn J. Dixon, who is that he might score a touchdown if you get it to him kind of guy. They haven't had a handoff Hail Mary guy where you hand it off and something may happen big in a while. That wasn't Letty Brown's forte, and it's been a while since they had a guy like that. Maybe Justin Crawford would be the last guy that could really do some damage with that potential every time he had it, and that's probably not a great comparison to make for various reasons, but it's been that long. Jalen Anderson's the one who has my attention and just has not let go because that was a celebrated recruit, extremely strong high school career. But Frank, there were questions about whether or not he would make it or last here. And it seems like he's answered all those questions and tempered anticipation for him because he hasn't done it yet. And who knows if he can stay out of his own way right now. It does sound like the academics are in order, but man, if he gets in shape and he gets on the field, it just seems just seems to me as a matter of when and not if. And here we are talking about those four because it's just been a long runway to the spring where these four different routes have converged in one room right now, and it seems very promising to me. You take three of these recruits, three of these guys, and look at their recruiting rankings when they came out of high school. Lynn J. Dixon, Justin Johnson, and Jalen Anderson. That's three of the top eight running backs to ever sign with West Virginia, ever being internet era. So last 22 years, 23 years, three of the top eight all on the roster and in the room at the same time right now. I think that that might help put it in perspective of what kind of talent we're talking about. Again, experience, is it there? Not yet. But the talent they've produced in high school Scouts love them. They have all the inten- all, all all the right pieces to do something special in college, and they're all there at the same time. And again, this doesn't include Tony Mathis, who, like the one time he was truly given a chance, like the, the only time I think he's had more than, uh, what, 15 carries in a game was Kansas, and that was when he went for 118 yards. So the one time that he's really been given a shot at the college level, or in a game, excuse me, he's done very well. So... um it's an exciting room with a lot of talent and a lot of guys that can really do something. And, and maybe more importantly here, it, I think it's better for the offense. It's better for the running backs. If you share the load, um, having that one guy that just carries it all the time, gets worn down. We saw Letty Brown get worn down. Not uh, kind of this past season too, but the year before, especially in 2020 where he was carrying a huge load And it it was just not something that typically happens, not even in West Virginia, not even with uh, Daniel Holgerson's more air raid scheme. Now, he he got more focused on the run game as time went on. But from 2013 uh, through the end of his time there, there was always a second running back that averaged 10 yards or 10 carries per game that had at least 100 carries. 2019, Neil Brown's first year. Kennedy McCoy right there, that, that was a split in that backfield. I mean, we got 107, 99, and then 27. Not a lot of running in that year, but um, different guys getting touches, kind of a more even split. And then Letty Brown's just been carrying the load ever since. Um, 2020, he had almost 200 carries. Next highest was Sinkfield at 78. Last year was 223, and then only 72 for Mathis. So it, it's it shifted more towards one running back in the last couple of years. And I do believe that has been, you know, has shown as the year has gone on, has got has the Letty's gotten worn down and hasn't been as productive as he probably could be if he was more fresh. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. 
And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can I follow up on your points with two questions or two observations? One, Go. Justin Williams was supposed to be on this roster. Oh, Ends yeah. up signing with Tennessee. Yeah. Big time running back. Now, they lose him. They replace him with Lynn J. Dixon. So that's good. So they, they had a good one on the line. They lost him. They brought another good one in. And, and Dixon has perhaps two seasons left. Uh, and then Mathis, 13 carries for 56 yards in the bowl game. That's pretty good against that defense. Um, I just I like the way he played. He ran hard there and did some good things, too. So that'll be good, I think, for them, too. Um, this this does, does seem like they're going to have options. And again, if you're going to lose all the brown snaps and the time on the field, you got just diversity, and we spoke about this yesterday on the uh, on the episode. But yeah, running back was going to be something they had to look at. They got a lot to look at here, and then you know they're not cooling off Letty Brown and giving him the ball again in the in the the fall like they did the last couple of years because they knew what they had. They're not doing that. They're going to work these guys out, and they're going to find out what they can do. And you might see just a diversity in the running game too. Harrell's going to do some different things. Graham Harrell's running game is going to be different. Um, he could do a lot based on who he has here. So, you know, you might have a guy who's really good at inside zone and might have a guy who's good at outside zone. Maybe this guy's good at gap schemes. Maybe this guy's good in the pistol and this guy's good in the shotgun. There's going to be a way to suit every situation, I think, if they do this right. And I'd imagine that's the goal. Like, let's not screw this up. Let's use this position of strength and maintain a strength. So that would be promising for them here, too. Um, Anderson is the one that I, I think I'm just going to write about and talk about. We haven't seen him yet. Like, we've seen Mathis. We've seen Johnson in smaller doses. And we've seen Dixon in thinning doses at Clemson. I don't know if Anderson is, is the best, if he's the most well-rounded, if he's the best at any particular thing. But just when you listen to like Brown talk about him, there's there's a value in his versatility too. A guy who played receiver, who caught a lot of passes, who played cornerback, who maybe is returning kicks here, <laughs> which is kind of crazy when you think about it. But um, this is a guy too that that's going to have to play himself into shape. How quickly do you think he can make up the gap based on what you know about him? Because you were on him early in the recruiting process, and you're the one who got the start in my head. It's, it's your fault, Chris. <laughs> well, he's an extremely productive player in high school and and, and, and wildly diverse. Um, I mean, he he was somebody who could catch the ball. Like You always hear, oh, yeah, this guy can catch the ball out of the backfield. No, 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 no. Jalen Anderson can catch the ball out of the backfield. He he is somebody who would very seriously, if he were, if his body shape were different, and I'm going to get onto that in just a second, he could be a receiver very easily. Could be a slot guy. Um, so he he is very productive. He could do a lot of things. He's probably the most versatile of the four running backs, or at least was out of high school. But I caught a big red flag when Neil Brown was talking today. The fact that we are. Let me help me with my math here. So he got there late, so probably September sometime. So mm-hmm. we're six months into him being at West Virginia. And that's an entire season there where he wasn't traveling with the team or anything because he had gotten there late. He'd been working maybe some with the scout team, but doing a lot of lifting. What what do they call it? The the separate group that was uh the developmental group. Mm-hmm. So he's doing a lot of lifting, a lot of workouts, and then you go through winter workouts. And then you're coming into spring football six months later, and we're still talking about you not being in shape, being a little too big. 
that that concerns me just a smidge because that you know coming in every every high school athlete that thinks they're in shape is not in shape when they get to college it's it's a rude awakening but six months in and we're still talking about him not being in shape that raises the tiniest little red flags for me i don't want to 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 ruin your spot there mike because i know you're very excited about jalen anderson I would agree with you 100% there, and conditioning is one thing that just concerns me. Like, listen, it's it's probably not easy for a kid to to dedicate himself to the books and also the weights, and then to gain strength and muscle but also lose pounds. That can be hard, but your wind should probably be there. And if he's not in game shape or practice shape yet, that's going to keep him back right now. Bad news. Good news for Dixon, for Mathis, for Johnson too, which means at large, good for the offense, good for the offensive line. They, they really want to – focus on their running game this year in, in the spring because yeah the quarterbacks are going to get a ton of action but quite frankly a running game is going to be the best ally more so than a dominant x or a slippery y anybody who can play receiver is just naturally not going to be as friendly as, as conducive to the quarterback and the offense as a really good running game behind this offensive line which they are talking up as you know a, a bedrock a strength of this team right now they got five they may have six or seven it's going to be a good competition but they'll be able to give you quality reps if there's five, six, seven, eight guys. You can roll good lines in there, and you can get your ones and twos and maybe even your threes, depending on who your third running back is. Again, chances are it's going to be a good one. But you're going to get good reps out of it. So you have a number of backs who can do it, which means you have the incentive to really hammer it in the spring. Um, and again, if you were down one from three to two or from two to one, that would be bad. But you're down from four to three if Anderson isn't up to speed or isn't up to par. And I don't think that if his if he's behind, I don't think that is going to be prohibitive to the development of the running game, which may be an asset for the offense in the end from quarterback to whoever's getting the handoffs. Absolutely. And, and we've seen just how important, you know, obviously the running game is. And, and at times, not so much this past year, but in 2020, I know that was a topic of discussion was, is the off, is the passing game struggling because – the running game can't get going. And, and, you know, a lot of that wasn't so much on Brown, but on Letty Brown, but on the offensive line. But the point remains the same. The success of the quarterback, of the passing game, of the team as a whole, all kind of hinges on that running game. So so getting those guys, getting those possible uh, um, different options back there and trying to find the best one, that's extremely important. We'll know sooner than later. Open practice today, Thursday. Saturday, another practice here. We'll be through one week of install. We'll have some evaluations. The anticipation um, will probably be met finally by the the productivity and the, I don't know, the takeaways from practice here. The coaches will finally be willing and able to say things that actually mean something after a couple of these practices. So we'll have a good idea soon, and I would expect the running backs to be in the headlines. That's why we're here. That's why you're giving us a quick listen. Until next time, I'm Mike Casaza. And I'm Chris Anderson. We will talk to you later.